Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 126 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. I'm Sean, coming to you from London, Ontario, and I'm glad you're joining us tonight, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or on Twitch. Now, tonight we're going to run down some of the news that's happening in the uh, world of wrestling. There's just a little bit going on. Uh, going to look at a little bit of the card building for Survivor Series happening later on this month. We're going to look at the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN and look at some of the people who were nominated for this uh, first ever award. And we'll break down who's coming in with that, plus your chance to vote on it all this month. Then we will go over to AEW and look at the card for this Sunday for full gear and do our predictions for that and finish off with this week in history. But we can't do that until we have our uh, panel on. We're going to start off definitely with Chris Jones, who is in Niagara Falls. How are you, Jonesy? I'm pretty good. I'm uh, I'm just looking at the election results here, and uh, and that's the U.S. election, of course. Yes, of course, and uh, who knows if that's going to have any effect on the wrestling world, depending on who gets in and if Andrew Yang somehow magically gets power to walk up to Vince McMahon and say, hey, you run your business like crap. But we'll talk Who's about Andrew? that possibly yeah. later. Yeah, uh, let's talk try and bring in Stephen. Stephen is in uh, Toronto. But when we last uh, talked to Stephen, we didn't have any volume. So, Stephen, did you get your volume back? Nope. Yes, he did. We still do not have... Stephen talking. Um, I don't know if there's something. Oh, he's we talking need to... here, Brian. Well, here he can talk, and then we'll try to guess what he's saying. Yeah, it'd be a different game show. I uh, think there was some bad words. Though, of course, there would be a lot of f bombs. I'm assuming, uh, which we can also do with finger language uh, for those who are watching us. Those who are not watching us right now. I hope you're catching up with us on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you get your podcast from. Uh, looks like Steven's going to go for a bit. We're going to see if he can uh, correct some stuff on his end in Toronto. And if he does, hopefully he'll come back in and wave at me and we'll uh, get him back in. So thank you, Steven. I hope we talk very shortly. Uh, just going to get you off uh, here for a bit while you figure out your technical issues. I have no idea what happened because we were oh, talking. Now, hold on, hold on. I see, I see a mute button now on his actual thing where before I didn't. Yeah, no, he's just playing, trying to see if that was the issue. Uh, uh, we were talking a bit ago. Gotta love live. Oh, gotta love being live and the fun that will happen. Um, but we are going to start off this week's episode with our normal news of the week. So, hodgepodge of things that I found uh, throughout the week that uh, noticed. Thunderdome uh, for WD is uh, got a band list of performers that work in other companies, shockingly enough, that are not going to be allowed to be uh, shown during the Thunderdome and on any of the screens, because fans are thinking they're smart asses by putting up these other people 
instead of just being themselves and being a part of the atmosphere. And once again, it's fans trying to take over like they do the night after WrestleMania and stuff like that and try and be the show. So unfortunately and understandably, people like Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Marty Skrull, uh, CM Punk, Jim Cornette, and basically anybody who does not currently work for WWE are not going to be allowed on these uh, screens. Now, apparently somehow there was a video out and somebody noticed uh, this list there, there, and all of a sudden, here you go. Uh, the Young Bucks have seen that they're on this list or somebody pointed it out to them. And of course, being the Young Bucks, they love poking the bear and they, when they had their cease and desist order, they ended up making t-shirts. Well, now they have a grainy picture of themselves and it says banned across the top. So they're going to make money off of this revelation that they're not allowed to be on WD TV in the Thunderdome. Really shocking. As they should. As they what? should try to make money off that. And I bet you a person like Vince McMahon will go, bravo, bravo. Yep. And Black Scorpion is watching somewhere. Uh, Ole Anderson, thank you for being with us. And I got a Christmas hat there. Sting might not be on the ban list because he might show up at AEW uh, this Saturday. Uh, that's one of the rumors and part of the news that I was going to be uh, saying. And that's because uh, with his deal with uh, WWE being up, all his merchandise is off. And if he still wants to do something, uh, apparently uh, AEW might be there. We are going to see if Steven is available. We're we apologize to anybody who's watching uh, this yo-yo uh, thing, but Stephen, do you have volume? Hello? We have Yay. volume. We have Stephen. He's back. Somehow I muted, and I don't know how when we were talking. I don't know what happened, but I muted the computer's mic. There we go. I had to troubleshoot it. and So what are we talking about? Sting and AEW, which... With Darby Allen, which I'd want to hang myself with. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Rumor that he might show up uh, with uh, be a part of Darby Allen. Uh, could be at full gear. We'll get into that later on. Uh, but he is available. Uh, we did start off with the fact that, shockingly enough, people who are not employed by WWE are not going to be allowed to be on screens in the Thunderdome. Yeah, and I was very surprised. Um, I was listening to Jim Cornette, shocking. He's banned too, and he's like, and basically the Young Bucks are banned, Marty Skrull. Who, are, is anyone else surprised? No, he, and I listened to that same podcast, The drive Through, and, you know, he's not really surprised because if you don't work for WD, why would you be on there? And he, 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 he honored that he was part of that list because of who he is. He did uh, put up the T-shirt, though, if you can get him on the Thunderdome. And I'm trying desperately because I think it would be the greatest thing ever. Yes, he did yeah, put up thing that way. Um, so, yeah, the Young Bucks are making money off uh, with their own shirts saying banned. Uh, WD is loving the pairing of uh, The Fiend and Alexa Bliss together. They're looking at it more like how the Joker and 
uh, Harley Quinn were. And Alexa Bliss seems to be falling into this uh, new character of hers really well. Uh, your thoughts on that one, Stephen? I absolutely Alexa? love that. I love that. Love it. Yeah, I love the Alexa Bliss feel crazy character. I think that suits her. That reminds me, of, it's obviously gotten a lot darker than when she first came up. I want to say she had like that dark side to her. Oh, well, Yuri knew that she liked to do in cosplay of people like Harley Quinn and even uh, uh, Freddy Krueger and early uh, photo shoots that she did. So the Black Scorpion is wondering who you are. I'm what you call your worst nightmare, mother. I can't finish that sentence. <laughs> We're going to get ourselves banned. Um, Carrying on with some news, Paige is looking into uh, forming a union for wrestlers, or at least looking at uh, talking to a lawyer. This seems to happen every once in a while. Jesse Ventura did. Uh, Bret Hart did. But this is stemming back to the fact that WD wants to take over everybody's Twitch account. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Cameo. Cameo, yes, that's it. And There's never going to be a wrestler's union. There's too many people, and it's too divided. Yeah, I don't see them being able to organize it uh, either. Uh, in her case, she doesn't want to give up her Twitch because that's the only thing she has. And uh, I guess others have approached Vince McMahon about it and saying no, but there's rumor that either they're going to expand their own Twitch account and have the wrestlers on there and uh, do the money that way, or create their own competitor to Twitch and Cameo, WWE-based, because we know how well that sort of things work uh, when they create their own things. Uh, what was that uh, sort of Twitch thing, thing that they tried before? Uh, that was like 10-second videos or whatever it was that died really quickly. But they might be able to get their own and that's where they're going to allow the wrestlers to make their money. But she wants to see about that and uh, do a union. People are not happy with the 13 year age gap between Aaliyah Mysterio and uh, Buddy Murphy and their romance that they're doing on SmackDown. A lot of people are pointing out that it's just an act. Steven? It's Fucking wrestling, get over exactly. it. Exactly, and you know, the, in the real world, there is the age gap of uh, thirteen plus years uh, going You're not on. Talking underage, fuck, no. get over it. They're of age, so uh, people are complaining about that. But I guess everything that went on uh, this past week on SmackDown with uh, that storyline, Vince McMahon was really happy about uh, how it uh, came off. And look for it to continue, even the move from SmackDown and Raw over to SmackDown. Uh, WWE said that apparently they're going to be bringing back some of the people that were furloughed uh, by the end of the year. Uh, their uh, financials were out, and they may have made a lot of money, even though they're not traveling and stuff like that. So, thankfully, to those TV deals, uh, they're making a, a load of money. And still being profitable. Uh, Kylie Ray recently quit uh, wrestling altogether. She was on uh, supposed to be at Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory, uh, challenging for the 
Broncos title against Dion Perrazzo and no showed and Sue Young got put in and won the title. But then she finally resurfaced and apologized for people said she's not on, uh, not very well mentally. It could be also due to people uh, making fun of her uh, online. Fans can be very vicious. Uh, so I guess it's just really unsettling for her and she has dropped uh, and no longer going to be a wrestler. She's only 28 years old. There's a chance she could come back when she gets uh, mentally stable, but you never know uh, what's going on with her on that one. Thoughts on Kylie Ray? Uh, my thoughts are as far as leaving at 28, she's got plenty of time to come back. And some people are ready for fame and others aren't. It depends how you handle it. Um, again, you got to realize that those, most of those people out there that are talking about you, they don't matter. They just don't matter. And yeah. uh, at 28, still young enough that uh, you need a few more years to uh, let things like that bounce off you a little more. Exactly. Um, so Matt Riddle, as uh, Stephen uh, mentioned last week, is before we were going to go on uh, this, is now just Riddle. And apparently that's uh, due to the fact that they don't want uh, things Googled uh, with his uh, interaction with the Me Too movement and the uh, wrestler who's uh, suing him and everything, stirring up problems. And he's okay with the name Riddle because I guess people always were calling him Riddle. But yeah, it's That's kind how of. That's my last name. Yeah. So a lot of people are upset that he's getting the WWE treatment like Cesaro and Rusev and all these people just with one name. But in Matt Riddle's case, I think it works. And it, it's a little bit away from the issue of uh, his infidelity, shall we say. And it's not like they can't down the road bring back the first name Matt. Yeah. I I don't next. This is another useless Netflix is some of these people with wrestling. Exactly. Netflix is doing uh, a four part documentary on Vistic Man. Uh WWE is gonna be involved with it. It's a hugely uh financial based uh documentary. It's gonna be one of the highest uh documentaries money-wise that they're investing in it. But do you see, since it's WWE involvement with uh, Netflix and the people who did the 30 for 30, is it going to be really honest or is it going to be the WWE gloss? Well, it depends. I, uh, as we spoke, the Jim Cornette uh, drive-through talks about this. It really depends. Are they going all the, how far are they going back? How much say does WWE Vince McMahon have? If they're honest, and I think it could be really good. If it's just WWE spin, I won't watch it. Jonesy? Sorry, I'm uh, paying attention to something else. Hi. Yeah, Hi. No problem. Hi. Thoughts You're getting on, high. <laughs> thoughts on the uh, Vince McMahon documentary on Netflix, four parts? Uh... I don't know about four parts, you know, but it depends. I guess it depends how they did it because you look at the Undertaker; they squeezed that out to four parts, um, and f fans are clamoring for more. So, but for me, I I don't know. It uh, it will be interesting to watch, but four parts—that's long. That's long, man. 
Yeah, I want I want to see it. Uh, depends on how glossy they put it on it. I'm also hoping that the guys for uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring do their own version where you get to see both sides pretty much of the story. Uh, but Steve Austin is also going to get a uh, documentary, and this being done by uh, I guess Logan Garcia is part of it, but also it's being done by the people who put together the Last Dance with the uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, documentary. So if you watch The Lost Dance, there was a lot of uh, good meat on that one. Any thoughts on the Austin documentary? It's the same thing, though. Is it going to be fuzz, like, rose-colored and all yay? Or is it going to go into some of his issues? Because that's like the thing. That's the, the same problem with Vince, Vince McMahon. Like he had with Deborah and also uh, even... Lady Blossom? Yeah, I don't mean I need to know every detail, but, but if it's always like, oh, everything was good in my life, like, get into some detail. Like, so it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that Bailey was the second longest reigning women's uh, champion of all time behind uh, Fabulous Mula. Uh, with all her title reigns uh, combined, but now that she dropped that uh, SmackDown title to Sasha Banks, it's now Asuka who's leapfrogged over uh, Bailey and is now the uh, longest reigning champion days-wise, uh, nearing a thousand. Do you think anybody will catch up to Asuka, or just Bailey is the only option? No, you, uh, I would love to know where Charlotte Flair is on that list. And the up-and-comers, uh, Io Shirai, uh, Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley. You've got some talent in NXT in the women's division. I still think 1,000 Days is very impressive, but I think there's talent to come that could pass it. Yeah. It uh, looks like Vince McMahon has given up on uh, heavy machinery, Tucker and Otis, because Otis and uh, Tucker have been split on uh, Smack, uh, SmackDown and Raw. They took the briefcase away from Otis. They just had Tucker on Raw looking like uh, generic wrestler number 67 and getting beat by Ricochet in like three seconds and beat up by uh, Retribution. Would you split them up, or do you see any his, uh, hope for these guys, even if they were still together? Turn out the lights. The party's over. Yeah, well, anything's possible. Uh, WWE is planning to use the Thunderdome in other locations uh, once they find arenas, uh, but they're supposed to be out of the Allstate Arena at the end of this month, uh, I think a couple nights after Driver Series. And they're also hoping to find a venue for the Royal Rumble with actual people in it. Would you like to see people at the Royal Rumble? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this funny thing right now going around called COVID-19. Yeah. Um, I think I watch football because I'm a huge football fan, NFL. It's not the same it's too dangerous. Uh, right now, the NFL is dealing with a big 
breakout and I know they were talking about potentially doing the um, Royal Rumble at an outdoor stadium. Again, that is, if, if you're in an outdoor stadium and you're going to do a Royal Rumble, I would be much more comfortable than an indoor. Because an indoor, you might as well just pack them all in and say, your, your parting gift is COVID. It is kind of doable, I guess, in the Florida area because of the weather. And we've seen what Daly's Place is available because of uh, it being outdoors-ish in their uh, regards. So that's why AEW's uh, lucked out. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see what January brings. Um, speaking of AEW, they're uh, going to be doing an announcement, I believe, on November 10th about their video game coming out. And Cody Rhodes can now be Cody Rhodes because WD gave up the trademark to his name and Cody has picked it up, obviously. Whoa, whoa. Let, 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 let's say it was a trade because Ro Cody Rhodes all of a sudden gave up uh, the match beyond and Slambury. Yeah. And so, then Cody Rhodes wonder, just... Will WD... Yeah, will WWE end up using Slamboree for an event for NXT since they're resurrecting a lot of the WCW names? Yes. But also, uh, Cody Rhodes has announced on one of the sites that in pro wrestling, he won't go by Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I'm like, he's doing okay with just Cody. And he's doing the WWE thing, one name. So, yeah, EC3 is uh, done with Impact after his uh, match with Moose at Bound for Glory and is apparently going over to Ring of Honor, at least until the new year. Miro was not happy with his last match in WWE because it was a loss to uh, Garza instead of it being uh, Bobby Lashley, who he was feuding with, but just he didn't like the whole thing, the uh, way his career went the last while. Three years ago, I guess he asked to be released, and now he's been off nine months just to have this match of being a video gamer in AEW. Like, and I can show up in a pink shirt and pajamas. Oh, fuck. talk about the biggest waste of talent. Yeah. Exactly. And Maven was on the bump uh, recent, uh, just this past week. Uh, they caught up with him, and he mentioned that he, he didn't believe the agents when they said he was going to be the one drop-kicking The Undertaker from behind and uh, eliminating him in the 2003 Royal Rumble. Of course, he got beat up afterwards, but I guess it's a moment that people always remember from the 2003 Royal Rumble. And, uh, yeah, that's... All the news I have for this week, just want to quickly look at the Survivor Series buildup. Excuse me. And Survivor Series is happening uh, later on this month, and it's going to be on November 22nd from the Allstate Arena in Florida. We got Team Raw, consisting of AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, and now Braun Strowman, with a fifth member to be announced taking on Team SmackDown, who only have two members so far in Kevin Owens and Jay Uso. And Jay Uso earned his spot by beating Dana Bryan and embracing his heel side and being at the table of the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. 
Uh, Team Raw has Nia Jax, Shannon Baszler, Randy Rose, Dana Brooke, and maybe Lana uh, for representing the women, taking on Team SmackDown with only Bianca Belair. They still have four members to add to their team. The rest of the matches have uh, champion versus champion or the best of the best, as they want to say, with U.S. champion Bobby Lashley taking on Sami Zayn, the SmackDown Intercontinental Champion, New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods, the Raw Tag Team Champions, are going to take on the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, and they're, as I said, the Tag Team Champions over on SmackDown. Oscar, the Raw Women's Champion, is taking on the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. Raw WWE Champion Randy Orton is going to face off against SmackDown's Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So that's the card right now for Survivor Series. But of course, there was always a chance that one of those champions are going to lose their title before it actually happens. So do you see any of those matches changing before November 22nd? Who do you see dropping a title? I hope they all change because this is fucking horrible already. So I'm hoping they smarten up in the SmackDown versus Team Raw match. <sighs> Start again. Uh, I think Orton versus uh, Roman Reigns, heel versus heel. <sighs> Not that interested. Sami Zayn versus Bobby Lashley, heel versus heel. So I'm assuming Lashley will lose his title because it'll be T Bar. Or T-Bag, whatever his name is. Um, you like that? I got to pop out the yeah, I know. Uh, you guys missed me. Uh, I slipped and said it when I had the round table on and talking about it with uh, uh, George McKay, or George McKay and uh, everybody else. Yeah. Uh, who, what's uh, the tag team? Didn't they just trade belts like two weeks ago? And I don't really care still. Um, the women's is what Sasha versus Oscar. Seen that about four hundred times, so not as interest. I'm just not interested in uh, Survivor Series already. And yeah. then the next pay per view we'll talk about that's this weekend. I'm even less. I just assume that they're competing for the worst pay per view of the month. Anything's possible. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um. Yeah, the thing is, and I kind of agree with everything uh, that Jimmy Corderas put, where's the momentum? Where's the need to watch uh, any of these matches? Where's the intrigue when you got a heel versus heel and stuff like that? I love uh, the Survivor Series when it was like the guys competing for the Intercontinental title with the champion and the challengers and the top 10 guys, like in the very first one. And then the world title and the uh, tag team titles and stuff like that. And, or even later on, after they did the first brand split, you had good guys on SmackDown against good guys on, I mean, against bad guys on SmackDown and good versus evil from Raw. Not this mixing to try and have brand supremacy with no, no, uh, no incentive. Like, what do they get if they win? And what do they get? If they, what's the punishment if they don't? Well, they had the perfect opportunity to do a team Otis versus a team Tucker, good guys versus bad guys. You had an opportunity to do 
Um, I'm trying to think of Team Fiend versus someone. You had Team Mysterio versus Team Seth Rollins. You had opportunities to do good guy versus bad guy. Yeah, and as I said, if they kept it within their show, then it's more intriguing. But when you're trying to have heels and faces team together and be, hopefully be happy and go for it, but of course, as we saw this past week on Raw, nobody is uh, wanting to be friends with anybody, and they all want to be team captain. And like, oh my saying, god! Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on, Chris Maloney, you motherfucker. I will yell at you later. <laughs> I have been far too sick for the last little bit. If you really want, come on, come on. We'll debate this right now. I am in the mood. I've taken my steroid inhaler. Come on, let's go. I can send <laughs> I can send Chris Maloney a link if he would like to Do join it. us. So please feel free, Chris, to uh Send us a message saying you want in, and I will uh, gladly bring you on because we're getting to the part where I'd love for you to be here because we're going to talk about the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame by CWN, which is Chris Maloney. And in this case, Chris Maloney and myself are uh, putting this together. So he also says... Healthy people watch real shows like AEW. No, that's what made me fucking sick was throwing up watching that horse shit. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to move on to uh, some local-ish stuff, but also Canadian-wise. And Chris Maloney and myself from CWN uh, are celebrating 12 years of CWN being in existence. Uh, Chris has talked to me about... Uh, putting together a Canadian Hall of Fame to honor the Canadians that have paved the way for everybody in wrestling. So right now you can go to the website, which just a second, it is uh, cpwhof.ca and you can do your voting all this month. I have video here to show the first half of uh, the candidates and we can uh, talk about who is uh, up for grabs in this one.
So there, for those who are watching us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, that is what we're looking at for the Canadian Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, presented by CWN. Voting all this month, uh, we'll make more announcements, I believe, in December of who's uh, being inducted. And then on January 18th, we will have a special show uh, with the announcements and a final ninth category. But for the first four categories, we have legend. Uh, nominees include Stu Hart, Killer Kowalski, Abdullah the Butcher, Ivan Koloff, and Pat Patterson. Steven, your thoughts on these uh, nominees? Um, they were very interesting. I mean, I've already voted in the eight, well, seven out of the eight categories. Um, it was tough to pick this one, but it was tough, but it wasn't tough. It was, it, I had to narrow it down. It was pretty easy to narrow it down to two, and then it was just to find who I was picking in this category. Yeah, understandable uh, for a lot of these categories because uh, the legends we basically said were going to be anybody who performed before 1980 and back, and then. That's how you get some of the legends like Stu Hart and Pat Patterson's. Uh, some people wouldn't realize that Kowalski, Butcher, and uh, Koloff are actually Canadian, but doing research, uh, you find out that that's a possibility and uh, where they come from because even Abdullah the Butcher is down in Windsor. Jonesy, your thoughts on the legends category? Oh, I know is that um, like we'll be voting for Bertha Faye. Uh, Bertha Faye, I think, is. Uh, one of the wonderful uh, Canadian wrestlers that have clung in a long time. Uh, she did retire a little while ago, but when she came to the WWF, she unfortunately did not get the treatment that she deserved. She did get a great boyfriend and Harvey Wimbledon, but I, I, I think they didn't show the type of wrestling that she actually is. They dumbed her down, which is what WWF does. Getting a little bit of feedback. I'm not sure uh, if you have something on volume-wise or if somebody's watching something. Not me. On the side. Okay. I don't know. Uh, but the men's category, we have Brett the Hitman Hart, the Rocket Owen Hart, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the model Rick Martell, and Chris Jericho. Uh, I don't think Jericho should. Well, Jericho shouldn't be in it because he's still wrestling. Um, again, this was a pretty – it was tough once I got down to the two. Well, actually, to get it to the two, it took me a while because I was down to three really quick. And then to get it to two to make my final decision was – this was a tough one. But Jones, it, your thoughts on the uh, five – Nominees? Uh, no, not on that. I haven't gone through it, through it yet, uh, so I don't know. No problem. Uh, the women's division has Trish Stratus, Gil Kim, Angelina Love, Rhonda Singh, and Natalia all involved with that one. Um, Steven? Again, Natalia shouldn't – I don't feel like Natalia should have been in it because she's still wrestling. Um okay. I, I personally think a Hall of Fame should be for the ones who have retired. Um, uh, so it was pretty easy to get down to the three. Um, 
And then actually, this was probably the easiest category to pick who I picked in this one. We should do a reveal show on who we all picked. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, believe we'll uh, do uh, that later on uh, after the voting. I think we'll uh, do something on that. I think uh, out of all those names, Natalia is the one that is the one I'd vote for. However, I do agree that she's not retired yet. So. And then the tag team division has the Fabulous Rougeau brothers, Edge and Christian, the Vashans, the Thrill Seekers, and the Harp Foundation. This was the e uh, this was easy. I knew who I was picking as soon as I saw the teams. And, and if you followed Fantasy Warfare or this, it should be really easy who I picked on this one. Yeah. And Those I do are, follow that, and I couldn't guess your pick right now, but uh, I say no to the hearts. There we go. Uh, so then we had other uh, topics that include the sharpshooter, the siren, honor, and MMA. So these guns are people who are, in a way, up-and-comers uh, that have a bright uh, light, especially for the sharpshooter and siren award, and we're can expect better and more things in the future for them. Uh, a couple of them have been around a while longer, as uh, Stephen pointed out when we talked off air, but I'm going to show that video and we'll... So right there were the other four categories instead of the sharpshooter. It has Tarek, Jim Strider, Mark Wheeler, Carter Mason, and Michael Richard uh, Ballas, or Blaze, Blaze, should I say. Your thoughts on the up-and-comer guys, so the sharpshooters? One of these things just don't belong. One of these things just don't belong. And I'll let you pick who I'm talking about. Jonesy? Uh, not Tarek. No. Well, said some of them have been around a little bit longer. Uh, Chris Molly has a uh, comment that he agrees with Steven to a degree. But with pro wrestling, you also have people who are still wrestling, even though they're in the Hall of Fame, such as Edge. I don't know. 
I don't like it either. <laughs> what was the last I, one? <laughs> he guarantees I voted for Carter Mason. Uh, he was... He came down to my final three. Um, that This one out of these back-end topics were very... This was the hardest one. This one took me the longest because there's three... There's four wrestlers who I enjoy to watch. The one I think has still a little bit more to go to put themselves in the top three with the other guys. Then there's three guys who are on another level to me. One who I don't even know if he's had 30 wrestling matches before he got hurt. I have. Then you've got someone named Carter Mason who I think hooks you every time he's in the ring. Then you've got Tarek, who is amazing. And I would like the three of them, Jim Strider, Carter Mason, Tarek, I pay I pay money every day of the week right now to go see them. Mark Wheeler, I think he we talk about this in a year from now. If he he's probably in that top three. I don't have flying Titty fuck who the, the other guy is. And I mean, yeah, Michael, I think, uh, Michael Richard Blaze is uh, from Alberta area. So that's why. I, oh, okay. Don't have a flying titty fuck who that is. Um, I, I have, I'm sure he's great, but that does not. I, wow. I would expect it to be a lot closer between Strider, Tarek, and Carter Mason. I did not vote for Carter Mason when it came down to it. But uh, uh, those three, I think, should be seen on major television because I think they... I know Carter Mason's been on WWE, but I mean, I think the three of them have endless potential um i mean i can't wait for independent wrestling to come back to see the three of them because I, I you all know my opinion of jim shredder i think he's got all the talent in the world i think he's a future world champion and if he's not Tyson's, uh, right hand guys when he's at the factory and tyson's not there jim's writing running the show uh jonesy if he no. oh yes go jonesy sorry Sometimes I get talkative. That's okay. Jonesy, you said no to Tarek, but anyone else uh, stand out to you on that list as a... I'm a, I'm a visual guy, so without the pictures being right in front of me or the names being in front of me, it's hard. Um, and the one guy that I don't even know, I if I'm going to vote in there, I'm, I'm going to at least we'll go watch one of his matches. So... Um, so I then mean, over the siren side of things, there's they're all Joe much better wrestlers than me. So you know what? They're they're they they're already on a good plateau for me. Even Tarek. I just don't get Tarek. I don't. I don't. And hey, and hey, there's some there's some big name wrestlers that I didn't get. Like I I I didn't get Razor Ramon when he first came out. I didn't think he was gonna be anything. And and boom. So um but in all honesty, for Tarek, you have to watch the uh, last man standing match 
from uh, Super Showdown with uh, Sebastian Suave. It's amazing. And then later on, he ended up beating Joey Janela at the end of the show to become the uh, Smack, I mean, the Smash Wrestling uh, champion. So it was a huge night for him. Uh, de but definitely watch the Sebastian Suave last minute standing match. And honestly, any match, Tarek versus Kevin Bennett. Tarek versus Speedball Mike Bailey in the last match that they did uh, in uh, Toronto was also yeah. really good. Uh, yeah, Tarek versus Brent Banks, Tarek versus uh, Mike Ball, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, who, uh, uh, oh, any Tarek match. I absolutely, it took me a little bit, probably the after the first or second London show, I really got it. The first couple shows, I was like, see, just a cheap knockoff of Stone Cold Steve Austin, like that type of, but he grew on me. And I will send you some links, Jonesy. All right, then. Make sure you know that uh, one. Uh, over on the women's side, though, is Jody Threat, Alexa Nicole, Madison Miles, Casey Spinelli, and Zoe Dagger. Any thoughts on those ones? Uh, I know uh, Stephen has not voted in that uh, category yet. If you will. Not that Stephen hasn't voted in that category. Stephen won't vote in that category. I personally, and me personally, think there's at least, I can think of one or one for sure up-and-coming female wrestler who probably should have been on that list who I think would have the most talent, which would be Nova. Um... Because to me, I think she, yeah, I don't even know who she is. Couldn't tell you. Well, I, Miles Case, was number 74 in the PWI uh, 100 this year. I'm not sure where everybody else uh, fell uh, beyond that. I don't get the Casey Spinelli gimmick. I think it's dumb. Uh, Jody no, Fred, I think she's talented. Casey but... Spinelli gimmick, though, because. For me, Casey Spinelli is best when she can be 100% whatever she wants to be that night. When when I've seen her as a bad guy, uh, if you will, uh, Tony, that uh, when she's a more rude and crude and stuff like that, how she can get like a college crowd going, she, she is fantastic. I think she's much better as a bad person. Uh, she's decent enough on a microphone. We've seen her in, um, I can never remember these places, but uh, at that Paris Fair, Paris Fair, but whatever fair that was. We saw her in Park Hill. Yeah. And, and they, brought in, they brought in Chris Masters and they had her basically with him being the spokesperson and all that. And she did a great job. Uh, She's she's one of those ones that I I, I kind of see like a musician who is good at their craft. They just haven't broke yet for whatever reason that is. Um, for me, she's probably my favorite know. on that list. But I don't like the Casey Spinelli I've seen the last year or so when I've gone to the shows, which is a much more mild Casey Spinelli. Uh, uh, that's not the character I want to see. I want to see the more rude, crude one. She doesn't have to do all the crude stuff, but the attitude that she brings is much more powerful. She could take out the crude gestures, but just the meanness that she can actually have, 
for me, she's she's really good. Yeah, I've only seen her as this. We're on TV. I've only seen her on as this stupid ass comedy show, and that's why I don't care whether she's on the show or not. Jody Thread, I think she's great, but do I think she thinking of up and coming? Don't think she has. Don't think she would. She doesn't strike me as next level. Uh, I think Nova has the size and the the presence. Uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I mean. I know Shiloh was out of all of 2019. I don't know. These years are starting to... She was out of all 2019 because she tore her ACL or something. Yeah, I think she's got worlds of potential. And Violet um, Lee was out due to uh, uh, school and regular life. But, you know, as I say, there's always next year. We might see uh, uh, some people switch out and those ones come in. Uh, the other mean, category think- is... Yeah, I think she's got a world award, and that's honoring people that uh, helped pave the way in the business. Whether they did uh, roughing, they trained, they were broadcasters, uh, somebody special in the business. And those categories uh, have people like Ed Whalen, Ron Hutchinson, Jimmy Corderas, Sweet Day Siki, and Frank Tunney in it. What about Roddy Piper? Roddy Piper is in the male division. All right, that's better. Because he was great on commentary. In fact, the Survivor Series 90, he is at his best. Well, we can uh, consider that maybe for next year's for that uh, sort of category. But, yeah, we got Ed Whalen, who was uh, the host of the one uh, show that I first started watching wrestling on TSN, and it was – Pro Wrestling Plus, and he was going from different areas to different areas in a compilation show of all the indies, including uh, Stampede. Ron Hutchinson trained a lot of guys uh, and girls that ended up in WWE, like Gail Kim and Trish Stratus, Edge and Christian, and of course had Apocalypse Wrestling. Jimmy Corderas, multi-decade referee for WWE. Sweet Daddy Siki. Trained Edge with uh, Ron Hutchinson and, of course, Frank Tunney, the father of Jack Tunney and promoter in the Toronto area for Maple Leaf Wrestling. Uh, This was fairly easy. Um, Speaking of that, Chris Maloney, if he's on, so it seems like he's listening. Uh, I live literally kitty corner to Maple Leaf Garden, so if you – and they have a whole table full of – Wrestling photos from Maple Leaf Gardens. Let me know if you want me to take photos of them on my phone to send them to you. Uh, any wrestling event that's ever been at Maple Leaf Gardens, they have photos of. And I think it's a table or two and I can take photos. Shoot me a message. But okay. I have to head out here because I'm starting to lose my breath. Okay. Uh, or we're going to do... Um, all, AEW. Um, whole gear, right? Can you give me like two or three minutes? Hold I'm just going to go take it. Can you give me like two or three minutes? Yep. I no go. problem. 
Uh, so uh, the final category on the uh, Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, list is MMA. And that has George St. Pierre, Sam Stout, a London uh, native, Patrick Cote, Dan Lozano. Uh, it's a French name that I'm probably butchering. I apologize to David uh, right now. And Joe Dorkson. Uh, so those are MMA guys. Uh, CWN wants to focus on everything, all uh, combat sports in a way. Uh, so that's why MMA has been included in this uh, division. And then uh, going to have a ninth category where yeah, somebody has been chosen and it'll be a uh, special honor award. I uh, don't want to give away too much of the details, but that person has been chosen and it will uh, be a word that goes forward uh, beyond that. And would like to... Say hello and welcome to Doug Trenter. We miss you guys over in Midwestern Wrestling. Still looking forward to you guys uh, getting back up for uh, show number two and crowning a champion. But he says, no Iron Mike Sharp. He was Canada's greatest athlete. Well, Dino Bravo didn't make it either. And he's uh, Canada's strongest man. But... There's was, that a, was that, a, was that a, uh, a cat in a luchador mask? I believe it was. And Chris says it's Loseo uh, for David. I apologize. Thank you for the correction. And yes, Doug looks like his uh, Facebook profile is a luchador cat. Uh, so it's a wonderful thing. But yes, so that is the Canadian Wrestling Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN. And you can uh, go vote right now. Uh, over uh, at cpwhof.ca and vote on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, all the links are there, so find out. And you got till the end of the month to uh, do so, and we'll make more announcements with winners as they go along. And another message. Oh, what is this? Somebody for Prime Minister. Doug Trenter for a Prime Minister. I get behind that. He is uh, quite the upstanding citizen in the uh, uh, Listowel and uh, Clinton area, uh, giving back to the community a lot. I've uh, seen a lot of things that he's given back to and uh, heading up a wonderful promotion with Midwestern Wrestling. So I would uh, second your nomination there, Maloney. Oh, and something about beer. I missed the red beer. Yes, wonderful beer sponsors that we had uh, at that first show and were a part of that. Um, so we're going to move on to our final thing before the this week in wrestling, and that is Full Gear is happening this weekend. Uh AEW Full Gear, their uh, November pay-per-view happening this Saturday, November 7th, 8 p.m. with a early buy-in at 7 p.m. You can find it on Fight TV or wherever you get your pay-per-views uh, from. On this buy-in, two girls who don't even work for AEW, Serena Deeb, 
the current NWA Women's Champion, taking on Allison Kay, who just recently left the NWA. Your thoughts on this match, guys? My thoughts right away is when they bring in two women that are from a different organization to be in there. Like, I, I get it. They're kind of doing the old thing that they used to do in wrestling is bringing talents from other ones in, but you're not creating an identity for yourself when you bring in so many different freaking wrestlers. You know what? I could give a flying shit who wins what, who has what belt. Just show me good wrestling. As far as the storyline goes in AEW especially, I think it's pointless. They don't have an identity. Very true. Steven, your thoughts on this match? I really, really, really hope Allison K signs with the WWE like hours before and she pulls out just because that would make me laugh. I actually, I love Serena Diva and Allison K, but I agree with Jonesy. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that you're bringing two wrestlers, men or women, I don't care, who don't work for your company, who aren't under contract, and just letting them, uh, like, giving them time. They have all this great talent. <laughs> Which yeah. is not good enough uh, for pay-per-view, that's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, shows how weak, it shows how weak the women's division is, and they take the criticism and up the notch by bringing in somebody else as uh, his talent instead of you need, uh, your why own. Why do you need a women's division? Why do you need a women's division? If you can't put together a decent women's division, why bother having wrestling is, all, all friends all wrestling. wrestling is all inclusive, which I'm all for. Don't get me wrong. That I come across hateful. I'm all for inclusivity as an openly out proud gay man. But motherfucker, this fucking horseshit women's division. Oh, yeah. I think the title, especially with the fact that she's uh, that Allison K is gone from the NWA, and I've also read somewhere that some of the people who are appearing on Dark and making a name for themselves, or at least impressing people, are being contacted by WWE, going, "Hey, come on over." And so this is a perfect opportunity for Allison K to showcase herself and get that phone call potentially from a Triple H to go to NXT. We already know what she's about when we've seen her uh, live here in Indy over in uh, the Canusa Classic. She was here in London, and also she's been uh, part of Impact. I got another message. From another fan watching, Oshawa doesn't like the AEW women's division either. Thank you, Adam, from the Schwa. Uh, so then our next matchup was supposed to be on the buy-in and has been bumped up to the main show, and that's good old Pockets, Orange Cassidy taking on the comedy guy, from the Dark Order, John, number four, Silver. So you can assure that this is going to be a comedy match. Uh, Silver is going to get squashed, and I see Orange Cassidy winning. Uh, your thoughts on these uh, guys? Do you really want my thoughts? Sure. <laughs> Let her Do you really want me to go off on this horse shit? You have what fucking pockets versus 
jobber number four on a pay-per-view. Yeah, it was supposed so to be on the buy-in. Okay, well, at least that's free TV. Oh, no, they got a little bit more. The, yeah, no, but when it was on the buy-in, when it was free, when it was on the buy-in, I could have lived with it a little more. Now you're making people pay for this horseshit. This is ridiculous. You have fucking pockets who plays wrestler, has no fucking skill. He's useless. Wish he would just go off and die somewhere. And fucking jobber number four. I have zero patience. AEW, if they continue to book like this, like I didn't watch it last night. I had no, I didn't care. I'm like, you really I could watch paint dry and I'd be more entertained. When the main event no, no, of I, your go home show is a six man tag involving the gun club and Cody against Cole Cabana and two guys from uh, Dark Order, that's how you send people to your pay per view. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, uh, okay, let's go. Matt Hardy takes on Sammy Guevara in an elite delete uh, deletion match which is probably going to be a cinematic match at the uh, compound. These two keep on hurting each other whenever they're against each other, but what do you think? So, so when was the last time that these two had their match where Hardy got hurt? Yeah. Yep. How long ago was that? Two months ago at most. Yeah, Hardy did not get the freaking that hurt at that match. I'm sorry. Uh, I... Uh, I have no interest in watching that match from the last crap match that they put on. Um, and the fact that they over-embellished his injury, uh, I could care less about this match. And yep. this is going to be a cinematic. So, yeah. I love so Sammy Guevara. The dilapidated boat. All yeah. our fun things from the Hardy compound. Well, he's... We all know Sam McGuire is going to go into the lake of reincarnation or whatever. It's going to come <laughs> out of something else. It's going to drive me to drink heavily. It's yeah. And we'll see like seven different Matt Hardy characters. I hope Matt Hardy wins, gets this over and done with, out of their system, and they just move on. They should have moved on beforehand. Speaking of the really weak women's division, Hikaru Shida is going to defend against Nyla Rose for the seventh time or something. And why does it look like Nyla Rose has some chest hair in this picture? Um, but yeah, she'll, she'll have uh, Vicky Guerrero in her corner. And uh, this is former champion against current champion. Didn't we they're see this back. like 112 times already? Yeah, they're going back to the well. Yeah, and there was no buildup. No, uh, Sheeta just accepted the challenge of Rose, and that was it. I think yeah. Sheeta's going to retain somehow, but as much as I'm a fan of her, Kara Sheeta, bleh, this match. Two women's matches on the same belt? Ugh, ugh, blah. If it's dark, I can understand, you know? But when you're making people pay for it and you're going to give them two women's matches, ugh, ugh. But the worst part is, is that is watching the Royal Rumble with women. Hold on, go back, go back for one second to me. Yeah. The worst part no. is, is the buy-in women's match is going to be better than the main card. What they actually pay? <laughs> it's that's, true. 
that's the worst part. Don't get me wrong. I love Sheeta. I think Sheeta is great. I think Nyla Rose, they could they had something there. They fucked it up. Now you're gonna put two women wrestlers on the buy-in who can wrestle, who don't even work for your company, who are gonna make your women's division look like a fucking mud show out the back. God damn it, these people don't know what they're doing. No. Yeah, uh, I love it when Tony Khan's just giving money to play promoter. Uh, speaking of playing promoter, the dream match that everybody was looking forward to two years ago when FTR or the Revival were on top of their game in WWE and the Young Bucks were on top of their game, totally ruined with lack of buildup. Even uh, Dax and uh, what's his name? FTR. Yeah, both of them even said in an interview that they were disappointed with this buildup to this. Like, the Bucks are heels that want to get the thing, the title match. They finally get the title match, and they're going to be faces. And it looks like Matt Jackson might have a knee injury going into this. Is this now a dream match or just a get-this-over-and-done-with match? Get-this-over-and-done-with. So here's my prediction for this one. Well, now Tully can't be at ringside. So someone will come out and screw the young bucks. Um, this and is for the, the young bucks to win, or they can't challenge again. Yeah, follow me here because this is my logic for AEW. Young bucks are going to lose. They're then going to create a lightweight or junior heavyweight tag team title match, so then they can win titles, kind of like what um, Cody Rhodes did. See, see how this works. I, the, I. No one cares if they don't build it correctly. Yeah. I think, though, in this case, the Bucks, for no apparent reason, are going to end up winning the titles so that they can still challenge later on because they can't put both uh, the Bucks and Cody in that position of not being able to challenge for things anymore. Yes, you can. It would be nice, no but... Yeah. Because uh, um, Road Warrior Buck or Balding Buck or whatever one's hurt can go away, <laughs> get surgery, be gone for a year. Like, no one cares, unfortunately. They just fuck this dream, potential dream match. And I thought this match could have been but with no build. Just hold on. Let's uh, just put them together now. Yeah, I would have held it off. Uh, it made Young Bucks even more angry by having somebody else come out on top of that four-way and have the Bucks watching from the sidelines of FPR defending their title. Make the Bucks wait longer, but they didn't. They pulled the trigger. Uh, speaking of Cody, though, he's going to defend the TNT Championship against Darby Allen. Uh, oh, I'm supposed to care about this match, right? Apparently. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I assume... The rumor is Sting's going to be in Darby Allen's corner from now, from here on. I actually don't want that. I think it's dumb. I, I don't get. The con- I don't get the connection between the two characters. Black um, and white face paint. Oh, is that oh, okay? I didn't realize that. Black and white videos. Oh, um, I have zero interest in this match. I like Darby Allen. I like Cody. I've seen this match about 10 times in the last three months. I don't find – I'm not interested. I, I, I'm I, not. I see all. Cody retaining because, well, he's going to have the title around his waist, be the face of TNT as that reality show gets played as well. 
and he can be Cody Rhodes there and Cody on AEW. Uh, somebody else has a comment. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, let's go with the finals of the tournament. The cleaner, Kenny Omega. Yeah, he's going back to that. Uh, going against the drunk, Hangman Page. They bumped fists the, uh, last night as though they were friends again, saving the young bucks from FTR, but then they got in each other's face. Could have predicted this match uh, as soon as they put the brackets up, but Kenny versus Hangman, what do you got? Uh, I assume that they're going to fuck this up. Um, this was the most easily predicted finals for this tournament. I'm guessing that whatever one of these turns on the Young Bucks inside with FTR in the tag match, uh, I don't know if it's Balding Buck or Hogan Buck is going to come out and screw the... Yeah, you like those. Thank you, Jim Cornette, for those. They always make me laugh. Um, is going to screw the other one, and that's going to be their feud. I would I would think that Adam Page's sides with FTR. I don't know, but I'm not interested at all. But I don't know to me, anybody's inside FTR, but this is set up for Kenny to end up winning. See, and I'm more interested in uh, Adam Page, John Moxley match. Because I've already seen the garbage match of um, Twinkle Toes, McFinger Bang, and Moxley. So, why would I want to pay money to see a lot of these matches that they've already had? There's nothing special going on here. Because there's, they expect their fans just to. They don't understand how people still pay for this stuff. Why do people pay for this stuff? Just wait. Just wait like a half an hour to an hour. It's on YouTube, man. I won't and, even and watch it on YouTube. I want to disagree with, sorry, go ahead there. I won't even watch it on free TV. The only match that I'm interested that I might, if they don't fuck it up, is FTR Young Bucks. But, oh, fuck. I forgot. There's like 112 matches on this. This is like WrestleMania. Yeah. He gets to join the inner circle. Can I vote no one cares? Probably. My prediction, my prediction to this match is that MJF will either win or he'll get he'll somehow get the approval from uh, um, uh, Jericho, but then MJF is going to lay the fucking beat down on him. I think yeah. MJF is going to go for his approval and then show, I don't need you. Whap. MJF I don't is going to care. Jericho and be part of the inner circle. There's going to be a lot of dissension with the inner circle. Guevara is going to end up leaving, and people will slowly leave the, away from Jericho, and MJF will take over, and this is going to ultimately, down the line, babyface Jericho, and there'll be another like match. Jericho now. Flairico, because he's he's old like Flair. He's getting bloated like uh, an old Flair. Um, he's still entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but he's he's Flairico. No, it's COVID God. Oh, 
Um, I'm, I think that this is dumb, useless, and after watching the fucking dance theater two weeks ago, I have zero interest. Well, the final match in the main event is going to be John Moxley defending the AEW Championship in an I Quit match against Eddie Kingston. Now, last night, they are still bringing up the fact that they've known each other for many years, and uh, Moxley's saying that he's protecting uh, uh, Eddie Kingston uh, because he's been friends with his mom, Ruthie, and uh, Kingston claims that he's going to win the title uh, from Moxley, go to his mom, Ruthie, and say, this is the reason why you're not a grandmother. This is the reason why you don't have a daughter-in-law because he's been focusing his whole life and career to win a actual title for 18 years uh, and a belt that's only existed for a year. And that's why he has not been able to put out and give a uh, grandchild to his mom. I don't get the hype of Eddie Kingston. He's good on the mic, but in ring, I'm just like, meh. You know, I have no interest, and yet this guy is now main eventing an AEW pay-per-view with John Moxley. Oh, I think he's great in the ring and on the mic, but I'm not interested. This is even worse than, like, we just had this match, I don't even know. It was uh, about what, a couple of weeks ago because Archer was sick. Yeah, I, I'm, so not I'm, even, not even, I'm not even reading what Chad Patterson has down here because... Uh, Chad Patterson, the last thing he said before about the U.S. election. No, it's entertaining as shit, okay? It's more entertaining than AEW. I think that's what he was trying to say. Um, oh. oh, okay. Then I agree with you, Chad Patterson. You know, like, like we're more entertaining than the U.S. election, I think. I think yeah. it's because I'm back and I'm hateful as ever. Should I tell people why I was gone, Chris, for such a long time? You you, so, you can. I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing. So I was away for last few weeks. I don't know if you guys noticed. I had to leave last week and this week. I actually tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, there was an outbreak in where I worked. Yeah, I know. Um, really, not a lot of heavy symptoms. Um, but please, dear God, take this seriously. Wash your hands, wear your masks. This is something that can be fatal. Um, I got fairly lucky. Um, breathing is still a little tough, but please, dear God, take care of each other. Um, I mean, I've been self-isolating. Today would be two weeks. Um, I had to go get another test. I'm didn't I, I'm hoping to get the results tomorrow or Saturday that they're negative. All my symptoms are pretty much gone, minus deep breaths are tough. Um, and I'll be on a steroid inhaler for a little bit, but like Chris and Jonesy knew, or Sean and Jonesy knew before when I tested positive, but yeah, guys, I wanted take to care hashtag of it, but you know respect we're we're trying to i mean we've got to all take care of each other so well we're glad that you're feeling better and uh able to join us because like last week you were quite brutal and uh 
I know you were struggling that uh, during that episode and better here. So great that you're here with your hate juice and everything. But uh, yeah, and I didn't even have any hate juice this week. Can you imagine if I had eight hate juice? All the swear words I'd be saying. Yeah. But that concludes our review or preview of uh, AEW's uh, full gear. Find it on your uh, way that you get your pay per views from. Looks like Steven is dropping out. And yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, I got some meds and stuff to take and a hot shower to hopefully clear the lungs. We will see you next week. Actually, we will see you Sunday at 1 p.m. for Fantasy Warfare Tournament as we uh, do Survivor Series. Yes, I'll see you guys uh, Sunday. It may be a little slower this week, uh, Fantasy Warfare, because I may have to take a couple breaks, but we'll get through it. We will. Okay, see you guys then. Thank you, Steven. See you next time. So, yeah, that's a perfect segue uh, for getting out of there. Um, just want to remind people, our t-shirts are still on sale for uh, $30 and posters for $15. However, if you wait until maybe next week-ish, there might be a special on leading up for Christmas and uh, how you can get maybe both for a special price and still help out Stephen's Wrestling Journey. Uh, the money that's raised from uh, t-shirt and poster sales is all going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in uh, Toronto as they uh, do research for carry malformation. So hit me up on our uh, different social medias that you can see scrolling along the bottom, whether you email me at scumbagsofwrestling at gmail.com, and I do accept e-transfers. I'll try and even deliver it personally to you uh, so that we're saving on any shipping and handling, and we're supporting a great cause, as I said, Stevens Wrestling Journey T-shirts, they're the comic book style with 22 stars of the independent wrestling scene, including the Pillars, Tyson, Dukes, Tarek, Brent Banks, Sebastian Suave, members of the uh, Tyson Wrestle Factory, Halal Beefcake, Dana Garcia, uh, Blackwell, and Bennett, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Alexia Nicole, they're all on there. Help out and get an awesome shirt, even though we can't uh, be uh, together for wrestling events. So that's Stephen Wrestling Journey, $30 t-shirts, $15 posters, 11 by 17. Contact me, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com or on our Facebook page. And now I get to turn this over to Jonesy for This Week in History. And if you're visually watching with us, I'm going to be following along with pictures uh, showing what we're talking about. And if you have any questions, comments, we'll include those along the way. But Jonesy, go ahead, This Week in History. And thank you, uh, Sean. Of course, we're going to make this as cheesy as possible. This Week in Pro Wrestling, October 30th to November 6th. So let's go. And we got some pictures. Fantastic. Uh, 30 years ago, WWF uh, uh, taped the main event for... Uh, in a dark match, the rocker Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty defeated the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, two to one in a best of three falls match to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Oh, wait a minute. Here's a short on that match, okay? Which was going to be a main event for a Saturday night's main event card, but the match was switched to the main event because NBC ordered a special one hour episode special to the calendar. 
At the time of the taping, Jim, the Marty Jannetty Nightheart, was about to depart the WWF. So this match was a two out of three falls in for the WWF tag belts. Well, during the second fall of the match, the ring ropes broke and the match continued with the Rockers winning the WWF tag belts for the first time. Well, that was only a fairy tale for the Rockers fans as the WWF officials decided the match didn't meet television quality and the decision was reversed and the belt changed, uh, a change would not be recognized by the WWF. Well, it's the year 2020, and, and this is a personal comment now. Uh, it's the year 2020, and, and I say pressure needs to be put on the WWE to reverse this, this decision. I'm having problems with that word. Uh, and, and recognize the fact that the Rockers did indeed win that match and won the belts. Uh, they, they did it all there. They gave them the belts, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you can put an asterisk beside it with the win, but win it, they did. and. Uh, they just nullified their win by by what they did, but it did in fact happen. So the skinny is, uh, I think we 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 should start a, a thing and pressure the WWE to 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 make this wrong a right, and that the fact that they they did win that and they deserve that accolade. They don't. They can have an asterisk, like I said, beside it, but but. It, it, what do you? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely agree. I, they totally got screwed, and you wonder why there was such heated uh, rivalry between Sean and Brett when it goes even back to that time. And Nineheart was leaving, but then all of a sudden the match didn't look good, and Nineheart decides to stay. And so, oh, we haven't aired the uh, match yet, so let's pretend it didn't happen. That's BS, you know. The Rockers they should have allowed it to stand, but have a, a rematch the very next time and then settle it that way. Tag team specialists, and you look at their history, and they were always toted as tag team specialists by Gorilla Monsoon and not a single tag team title to their name. Ridiculous. I I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. And and then uh, last bit on that. You wonder why a lot of people, especially back then, wouldn't want to go, didn't see why would I go to a house show when there's never any title changes. And when there is, they always strip it away. I've seen it happen in London, Ontario with Bull Nakano and um, uh, Alunder Blaze. They they actually, Alunder Blaze lost, but... They had Jack Tunney there, and they did the whole, oh, no, this wasn't right. Da, 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 da. Uh, doing it that way is fine, but doing it that way, no. You have tape of it. It happened. Admit that it happened. And it, I think it's fine to take the belts away, but they should have just said, no one has the belts right now, and then Hearts can win the belts again, whatever. But uh, they they had the belt. So I think that's a bunch of bull crap. But, yeah, you think they would have let them least win it once. I mean, they let they – let, Marty Janetti have the IC belt. I mean, come on. So, yeah. anyway, back to the news. Uh, 
19 years ago at uh, SmackDown, Christian defeated Bradshaw to win the WWF European Championship. Uh, 13 years ago at an ECW taping in Uniondale, New York, Mark Henry defeated Big Daddy V, remember him? Kane, uh, the Great Kali, in a monster match by the Royal, which was one of the worst matches of 2007. Uh, it came in number two. I'm not sure what the worst one was, but I didn't want to look. Uh, seven years ago, Chris Jericho launches his own web comedy series, But I'm Chris Jericho. This, she, this series starring uh, Jericho is loosely based on his life as an uh, ex-wrestler struggling to make it as an actor. Uh, I personally would rather watch Jan. Uh, give that show a watch. It's good. Uh, it's a happy 47th birthday to Adam Joseph Copeland, um, best known to wrestling fans as Edge. Copeland is currently with former WWE wrestler Elizabeth Kosinski, uh, who wrestled for the company as Beth Phoenix uh, from 2005 to 2012, and the couple have two lovely daughters. And they both worked and, for uh, Ron Hutchinson and were trained by him at Apocalypse Wrestling. Nice. Nice. Um, so, we're going to Halloween now, uh, October 31st. Uh, 37 years ago in Nagoya, Japan, uh, Giant Baba defeated uh, Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 35 years ago, WWF tapes the third episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. The show, airing just three days later, featured the premiere of the Land of a Thousand Dances music video from the wrestling album, uh, plus a Halloween party. And what a great picture that is, all those signatures. Excellent. Uh, do, 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 do. I lost my, uh, there I am. 30 years ago, uh, WWF tapes the 24th episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. Uh, the show airing November 25th was the end of an era. It was the final match ever for Arn Anderson and Tony Blanchard as a tag team, whose partnership went back to the days of the Four Horsemen in NWA. Uh, the genius defeated WWF champion Hulk Hogan by countout. Post-match Mr. Perfect smashed the WWF title belt with a hammer. This was the beginning of the fabled birth of the hardcore title 10 years later. Uh, yes, the hardcore belt wasn't the actual one destroyed by Perfect. That was thrown in the garbage and someone else got it. Blah, 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 blah. But... The joke was it was uh, patched together for Foley and given to him. Uh, hope that makes things clear as mud. I remember seeing that and I got it that it was supposed to be that belt. And then, of course, people go to what the, not the real belt. Who gives a shit? It's wrestling. Fuck. Anyways, so 11 years ago, Jay uh, Riso, best known to wrestling fans as Christian, leaves WWE uh, after seven years with the company. Russo would return to WWE in 2009 as part of the ECW brand, uh, interesting all four of Christian's world titles, two ECW and two world heavyweight uh, championships, would come in his second run, as well as an intercontinental championship in 2012. Captain Nine Chris years ago, Brooke... Sorry, go ahead. Captain Charisma. He won the yeah. uh, NWA championship. Uh, yes, he did. And nine years ago, Brooke uh, Hogan's movie, Sand Sharks Preview, is released. You have to watch watch this. It's, it's, it's just funny. Um, Spring Breakers have gathered uh, for the annual Sandman Festival. Organizer Jimmy Green, played by Corin... 
uh, Nemec uh, from the TV series Oz and the annoying guy in those insurance company commercials uh, smells money. Unfortunately, a species of prehistoric sand tiger shark smells blood. Deputy Sheriff Sandy Powers, played by Hogan, wants to close the beach when revelers fall victim to a shark that can swim through sand like water. It's actually kind of a funny, funny concept. Uh, it's kind of like piranha. It looked like a cheap rip off a of piranha, except sand. And in fact, this makes more sense than tornado sharks and stuff like that. So, you know, give that one a try. November 1st, uh, 71 years ago today, NWA uh, World Heavyweight Champion Orville Brown, one of my faves, is injured in an automobile accident and is forced into retirement and forfeits the belt to Lou Fez, who was Brown's next challenger before the accident. Uh, 30 years ago at Budokan, Bud Budokan Hall in Tokyo, Japan, Justin Thunder Liger defeated Pegasus Kid, a mask uh, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship for the third time. Uh, 23 years ago, WWF champion Bret Hart officially signs with WCW and marks the dark days of the Hintman's career. Um, though his matches with uh, Benoit, uh, oh, I, I did the wrong, it's supposed to be Chris, but oh well. 22 years ago today, WWF uh, tapes the debut episode of the short-lived Super Astros. The main event saw El Hijo do Santo defeat Super Loco. The show lasted less than a year before being canceled in September 1999. Uh, 14 years ago today, WWE releases Dionico Torres, a.k.a. Psychosis, another crazy Mexican wrestler. He was arrested for stealing a car from a guy named Ramirez at Water Gun Water Gunpoint and proceeded to run vehicles off the road, including a pregnant lady. See? He's crazy. Eight years ago, Brad Armstrong is found dead in his home in Kennesaw, Georgia. He was 51. He was the second uh, oldest of four sons. A bullet Bob Armstrong is best known for his time in WCW in the 90s, including his short feud with Berlin. He was and also Arachnaman. Arachnaman, yes. And the Candyman. The Candyman? What's the Candyman? Yeah. The Candyman. Uh, Jim, I think it was Jim Hurd or one of them uh, was just wanting to somebody for the kids and hand out candy, candy, candy. Oh. candy. <laughs> if you listen to uh, Tony Giovanni and what happened when he talks about the candy man. Yes. I have heard that story. November 2nd, uh, 22 years ago today, the WWF Hardcore Championship is introduced on Raw is war with mankind being awarded the title. Mankind would lose the championship for, uh, uh, for just four weeks later, wow, I I did not write that well at all for me to say. Uh, lose the championship uh, four weeks later to the big boss man and would never win it back. Kind of interesting that he never won it back. Uh, 20 years ago today, WWF issues a statement that they have settled their wrongful death suit with the Hart family. The Hart family would receive $18 million and Martha Hart no longer considered herself part of the Hart family anymore and wanted people to know that Owen was the black sheep of the family. Way to go there, Mrs. Martha Hart. Uh, 13 years ago today, Mary Lillian Ellison, a.k.a. the Fabulous Moolah, died of a heart attack. Uh, she was 84 years old. 
Born July 22nd, 1923 in Tokido, uh, Do, California, her mother died when she was eight and her brother began to take her to local wrestling matches um, uh, because he couldn't afford a babysitter. Uh, she married a 21-year-old man at just age 14. Yikes. Uh, the uh, couple had a daughter together but would divorce just a year later. Um, of course, she was always on top because, well, you know, she's Mula. Uh, she left her daughter with a friend, and Allison set out on a wrestling career. Allison broke into the wrestling business under famed woman's wrestling promoter Billy Wolf in the 1940s. Uh, she served as a ballet for Buddy Rogers and Elephant Boy. Uh, the next year, Moolah defeated Judy Grable in a 13-woman battle royal to win the vacant uh, World Women's Championship, which shared the same lineage with the NWA Women's Championship. Though Moolah was not recognized as the NWA champion uh, officially until 1964 due to Billy Wolf being a douchebag. And uh, we've talked about uh, Billy Wolf before in the past uh, uh, um, history, and he, he is a bit of a douchebag. Uh, following the bout, uh, Vince McMahon Sr. gave her a new ring name, the Fabulous Moolah. Moolah would hold on to the championship for the next 10 years, defeating top contenders including Judy Grable and Donna uh, Cristinalio, and befriending some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood, including Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis. A side note on there, she did, in fact, lose the belt a couple times in that 10-year reign, but they weren't recognized. Um, so she could have the belt for longer, I guess. But uh, that there is some uh, things that say that she did, in fact, lose it a couple of times. But there's a lot of history in, in wrestling, as we see, that they take things out they don't like, just like movies and, and TV shows do. Uh, on July 1st, 1972, Lula became the first woman to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. In fact, she had a hand in overturning the ban on women's wrestling in New York, even taking down football player Rosie Greer on the Mike Douglas show. Mula would buy their uh, legal rights to the NWA women's, uh, World Women's Championship. She would sell the rights to Vince McMahon Jr. in 1983 and agree to appear exclusively for the WWF, making her the first WWF Women's Champion. Moolah would be a key figure in the rockin' uh, wrestling connection, getting caught in the feud with Cindy Lauper and manager Captain Lou Albano, and the rest is, of course, history. Uh, she lived with longtime friend Mae Young from 91 to her death in 2007. She also had um, a roommate... Uh, friend a midget for like a good 40 years as well living with her um it is also a happy 70th birthday to perhaps the most well-known ring announcer michael buffer michael buffer would earn over half a billion dollars that's half a billion dollars for his trademark let's get ready to rumble over the years he has survived a belt with throat cancer and he survived wcw uh november 3rd um, 101 years ago, Evan the Strangler Lewis died following a two-year battle with cancer in Dodgeville, Wisconsin. He was 59. Uh, 23 years ago on Nitro, uh, Perry Saturn, in his WCW television in-ring debut, defeated Disco Inferno to win the WCW World Television Championship. Uh, 20 years, uh, 22 years ago today, Jesse the Body Ventura. 
Uh, Renning ran as an independent candidate, is elected the 38th governor of Minnesota in one of the greatest political upsets in American history, leading Venture to rightly say in his speech, we shock the world. It's a happy 37th birthday for Irene Nicole Andrew, uh, best known to wrestling fans as ex-Diva Cameron. Uh, it's a happy 50th birthday to Shermel Sullivan Huffman. Charmel would win Miss Black American Pageant in 91, danced professionally and toured with hip-hop and R&B artists, including James Brown, uh, for over three years. In December 98, she would join WCW as Nitro Girl Storm, meet Booker T, get signed with WWE in 2001, get hurt uh, training as a wrestler, and would end up joining Booker uh, T, uh, uh, sorry, King Booker at ringside in WWE as the Queen. November 4th, 34 years ago in Norfolk, Virginia, Greg Valentine defeated Wahoo McDaniel to win the NWA United States Championship. 32 years ago, uh, the movie They Live is released in theaters. The movie directed by John Carpenter is Roddy Piper's first starring role in a feature film. 24 years ago on Raw taping from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Dwayne Johnson makes his WWF debut as a third-generation wrestler, Rocky Maivia. This episode would premiere two weeks later. Uh, this episode also included the Pillman's Got a Gun episode. Uh, the craziness of these segments of Austin trying to get into Brian Pillman's home ushered in the adult storylines that WWF fans had never seen before. And at that time, it was pretty risque what they did. And... Uh, uh, I remember a lot of people complained about that, and Vince McMahon said uh, it's no different from the stuff you're watching on, you know, all these other shows out there, the, uh, you know, law shows and all that. There's guns all the time. So, really, he, he's right. Uh, 18 years ago today. Movies. And that's why he is still around. That's why WWE is still around, because he knows what to put on TV, and yes, he puts on a lot of garbage, but he also puts on a lot of good stuff. Um, so moving on to, uh, uh, oh, I might have not, I don't know if I said the 18 years ago, Dave Batista made his Raw debut with an 85-second victory over Justin Credible. Uh, November 5th, 26 years ago today, ECW presented November to Remember. The show featured two of the most famous moments in the company's brief but storied history. Uh, Sandman KO'd uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, and reveals not only is he not blind, but woman is his manager. Also, shortly into the Benoit-Sabu uh, match, Sabu gets dropped on his head, breaking his neck, uh, with Benoit earning the nickname uh, The Crippler. You watch it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's painful. Ow. Uh, 19 years ago today on Raw from Long Island, uh, New York, The Rock defeated Chris Jericho to win the WCW championship. The Rock would be the last WCW champion before it is unified a month later by Chris Jericho. And it's a happy 33rd birthday for women's wrestling standout Eliza Kay, uh, though some wrestling fans know her as Sienna in TNA. And awesome is what we got for wrestling history. Yeah, and as uh, we talked about earlier, Allison K will be on the uh, uh, buy-in show for AEW this week going against 
uh, Serena Deeb for the NWA Championship. So good uh, week for her birthday, making it to the AEW uh, pay-per-view and everything. So thank you once again for joining us uh, and you taking us down that uh, memory lane uh, trip, Chris. Uh, always enjoyable and good to look back on history. Hopefully, as I said, uh, in the new year, we might be expanding it to its own separate show where we talk about some of the topics a little more in-depth uh, and see how it goes. But, yeah, it's always good to uh, go down memory lane and see what uh, happened. And that's going to conclude this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with more news, results from AEW Full Gear. But also, as I mentioned when Stephen was leaving, uh, this Sunday at 1 p.m., a special edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We would have recorded or done it yesterday, but just a scheduling conflict uh, didn't make that happen. But this uh, Sunday at 1 p.m., join us for part one of our greatest five-man uh, team for Survivor Series. We've looked through some of the teams that have competed against each other. Tried to get uh, all the winners, and then we've thrown in some special uh, teams that, for consideration that unfortunately did lose. Uh, but, yeah, you're going to see some of the original teams like Hulk Hogan's team, Andre the Giant, Ricky Steamboat, or Randy Savage's team, uh, the Honky Tonk Man's team, from, all from 1987. You're going to see uh, things like the Alliance, the uh, WWE team from 2001, there's teams from 1993 from Kurt Angle, Bischoff, Austin, uh, everybody in between. Uh, even last year with Team Raw, Team NXT. Over the next two episodes, we're going to see which one was the best five-man team. So please join us this Sunday, 1 p.m. on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube as we break down the first 16 teams of the 32 five-man teams that we're going to look at. And then the other two weeks are going to be the best four-man teams. So please join us, and we'll uh, go from there. But next week, we'll bring another edition of uh, Scumbags Wrestling, episode number 27, or 127. And I hope everybody has a great week and enjoys the pay-per-view. Anything else you want to say before we check out of here, Chris? Only thing I'd say is uh, I'd like to know how the hell Coco Beware made it on one of the uh, teams with Hulk Hogan in '87 or '88. I I don't quite remember that, but uh, um, I I know I've seen the match. I just don't remember. Wow, he that's yeah. wow Coco. You know he he uh, he he was on a with Hulk Hogan. Wow, that was on the Mega Powers team in 1988. Probably only because the opposite side had the red rooster, so each team needed a bird man. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so, thank you once again for joining us, and we're checking out of here. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.